listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, speaking of which. <laughs> um, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, Emily Dean, Steve Hall, text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, email, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. That's the basics. Morning, everyone. Morning. Good morning. Thank you. Um, <laughs> people probably think we don't listen to the adverts that get played around this show. <laughs> we do. There's a, there's a catchy tune um, on the uh, on the street at the, at the moment, the advert street. <laughs> on the street? I can't quite... How does it go? It goes... I'll tell you exactly how it goes. Well, you tell me. If, uh, if, does it go, have I got ppi.com? OK, I'll tell you what. how I think it goes. Did I get PPI.com? That sounds better. I thought it was have I. Or maybe it's yeah. have I. Okay, the yeah. producer's I, nodding. See, I, don't my... should, I don't think we should see PPI in the past tense. The producer <laughs> seems to be indicating in an extraordinary way that the I'm, only my tune's that, can right, I say the lyrics the, are right. The only people that ever <laughs> indicate in the modern world is the fourth official. <laughs> <laughs> I got the tune right, you got the lyrics right, Frank. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um... It's, it's got You're going to be on the new X Factor singing it. I heard thinking. her singing, have I got PPI? <laughs> Can I... I am a PPI denier. <laughs> what do you mean? Because I've, I get regular... Like most people in, the, in, in Britain, I get regular texts telling me, asking me if I've got PPI and, and I can claim back loads of money. Mm. And I've always thought it's a bit sordid. Me too. I don't, yeah. I don't want to get involved in it. It feels to me like some sort of laundering exercise. Mm. So I've ignored it. And now this advert has suddenly said that the deadline is August 2019. <laughs> now, it's not pressing. I'm not going to say it's pressing. It's two years away. But it has made me think, I'm going to be pretty gutted. I remember once finding a fiver in a drawer, and it was an out-of-date oh, one. Frank. Oh, Oh, I felt dear. like I'd been punched now, in the stomach. I don't <laughs> think... You strike me as someone who's always adopted the neither a borrower nor a lender be maxim. Well, there was one point in my life when I had a mortgage. OK. Uh, Man and, of the people, everyone. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I, I did I'm, live in a, a lot, lot of people have that. Would just last them twenty five years. <laughs> yeah. I did live in a lot of uh, rented accommodation. It's not. It's not all been glory. No. Um, <laughs> but I, that could have been. Pete. Who knew? I mean, who who knew? Yeah. I, no one said well, to me because when some someone said, "Have you ever had PPI?" It makes it sound like they're accusing you of being a voyeur. Have you ever been PPI? Um, either that, either that, or you've gone 12, to the 15. toilet and had a horrible mistake. Explanations <laughs> for that joke. Eight, twelve, fifteen. Wow. Um, I think I did get PPI. You did. I'm pretty sure I did. Well, yeah. fill your boots. <laughs> I, I well, I don't for similar reasons to you. I don't want to get involved, and I don't want. Well, I'm changing my mind. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I tell you what, it's like for me. Do you remember that that girl at school or boy? I suppose it worked for him. It's good. You never really noticed. Never really registered. And then one day you thought, you know what? She's beautiful. I've never noticed before. <laughs> That's what PPI is like I in my I, life. I, I think I understand Steve's joke. Not PPI, but PPI refunds. <laughs> PPI refunds. I think, didn't he write a book about American history in the 1930s? I think I get the joke. Oh, do you? Yeah. Is it rude? No. Oh. It's like peeping, like a peeping Tom, PPI, an eye peeping. Oh, you've got a PPI. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was urine-based. I'm okay. so relieved. <laughs> <laughs> relieved? Great news. <laughs>
Oh, it's been I a strange week. I feel like week. a fat kid at a sports day. You go, well done, Steve. Will you understand the joke? <laughs> I don't think you can say that anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like a fat kid at a recreation can't day. can't say fat kid anymore. Big bound kid at a sports okay. day. Just, just let's just leave it alone. <laughs> it's been a difficult week. Guam, Guam. I, I only ever associated Guam with the Miss World competition. It's oh. the only time I'd ever heard of it. I assume it's a small island just full of women in swimwear. <laughs> in the Guam Parliament, now we're going to debate these missiles, I've got to get my nails done. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a strange week. So I'm, I might investigate PPI. Why not? Yeah. I can give the money to charity if it comes to it. But what about if they get our email addresses, Frank? They won't leave us alone. Well, I'm starting to think now, did I have a car accident that I have? Because <laughs> I've had a lot yeah. of those. And I thought maybe I had a car accident in which I banged my head really hard. That's why I don't remember it. Accident at work? Mm. I've, had a, I've had a few of those. No physical injuries sustained, <laughs> but... Well, I do know someone you can call about an accident at work. Oh, really? If you need, yeah. <laughs> um, I know you might not know these people exist, but I, yeah. <laughs> and also, if you've got any gold you want to sell. What is that gold thing? Why did that become a thing? What do they send off the gold people? Do they send off necklaces? You send off, I think you send off gold in what a gold? sort of jiffy bag. In, in, yeah, in the When post. you say gold, it's not there will be blood or whatever. I don't have a like, gold in brown bags in my drawer. We're talking about daytime television adverts. Yeah. There seems to be a theory that some people have got gold lying about <laughs> the house. And How? that they'd be happy to just post it. Send us your gold. I mean, who, who's watching daytime telly? <laughs> Tutankhamun. <laughs> yeah, but it says you're old gold. And I thought, whoa, hold on. I don't have any old gold. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I've got those ingots. You don't know those ingots? Where did I put them? <laughs> June, where do I put those ingots? <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Two seven two has got in touch. Oh yes. Saying, and let's not forget the track your ancestry through DNA adverts. <laughs> oh yes. So yes, that's I, from Mark. Yeah. I've gone off tracking my ancestry since uh, when I was approached by. Um, who do you think you are, which is many years ago. Mm. And they did a few um, phone calls, and then I never heard anything else. And apparently that can mean one of two things. Wow. Um, that um, There was no you're, reply. You're so dull, such a dull family, not <laughs> worth bothering with. Or um, uh, blood on the tablecloth. Oh dear. <laughs> so um, I don't well, know. Which... Absolute horror show. Griffiths Jones was that'd on be a it. Good, that'd be a good station. And one of his <laughs> relatives was some sort of murderer, I think. Yeah, well, it might not someone. be murder, but they, they say usually it's a, it's a major, if it's a major scandal, they they back off. Well, I d Griffiths Jones, I think he'd killed someone, and Griffiths Jones is Griffiths Jones has killed someone. No, his relative did, and I think his response okay. was, "Oh, great, thanks very much. Who do you think you are?" Which is how the show ended, which was one of my favourites. Oh, that's right, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Frank, um, you have never been on it. I think that's a shame. What's that? That you've never been, you've never done it. Oh, sorry, you we were yeah. talking about heroin earlier, mm. and I thought you were back referring <laughs> to that. No, um, I've never been on that either. Can I say? No, I've, I didn't get on it. Oh, okay. Um, so um, I'm, it's for the best. I, my, my relatives keep telling me I don't know what's gone on. <laughs> what on earth has gone on in our family? Eight, twelve, fifteen. Um, 
So, um, I tell you what, I had, here's a mystery, though. Here's a mystery that would have uh, been a set piece, I would have thought, on um, Who Do You Think You Are? Yeah. I found um, a silver... I'm going to call it a silver slipper. Not made of silver, but a slipper with a sort of silver sheen. I say slipper, a lady's shoe. Really? Right. In my garden. Wow. Now... We don't live near the road, or and we don't have the kind of neighbours that throw throw their shoes over yeah. the garden. I don't live next to people like that anymore. And it was just uh, the one shoe. one shoe? Just one shoe. Cinderella's gone feral. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking maybe it's uh, an advert. It, you know, if, if there was a, uh, a production of Cinderella that was being staged by... American newspaper delivery boys. <laughs> oh, yes. That might yeah. explain it. If there's any <laughs> Americans listening, does that still happen, that they go down the road yeah. on their bike and they just throw the paper into the garden? Is that, is that a real thing? Yeah. Are there any American newspaper boys listening? Probably. <laughs> and so, Frank, so the silver could shoe... Could be a, an advert for a Long John Silver ballet. Could be. Yeah. Could was this front garden or back garden? This was back garden as well. Could mm. you just explain what was the style of the shoe? Well, I'm not very good on ladies' shoes. Um, okay. But it was, I'd call it... It's Is it a mule, of, a backless mule? It's one of those that's got a, a hint of elastication. So you can just pull it... <laughs> it sounds pull absolutely the, disgusting. Pull the shoe on and it fits neat. It's a young woman's shoe. I, I always associate young woman. disgusting football with the over 70s. <laughs> okay. Um, I think um, it's the sort of thing on a summer's night, if you were going out to a party, you might wear. Flat? Flat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I like how you're just horrified by the actual design of the shoe. Oh, I don't know really. why it's in my garden, though. It's not, it, we don't get stuff. We get, you know, we get a fox bought some bird parts in that's fair enough mm. but I is my, my mother-in-law said I, a fox probably bought it in I thought well, what, why why would a fox do that <laughs> got the got quan of the fox yeah. world exactly maybe there's some kids listening to this who are thinking Operation Mess with Skinner's Mind is working yeah, yeah. maybe that's that's possible it's uh, yeah I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not lying awake worrying about <laughs> no but um Perhaps, uh, I mean, in the Islamic world, of course, it's tremendous abuse to throw your shoe at someone, if I remember right. Didn't, didn't yes. a man throw his shoe at... Um, uh, George W. Bush. George W. Yeah. Bush. Yes, yes. And, of course, they beat the hell out of Saddam Hussein's uh, yeah, statue. they do, yeah. With the flip-flops. Yeah. It was flip-flopped to pieces. <laughs> I, do, flip-flopped, I do that with... Um, flip-flopped to verb. Yeah, flip, I do that with photos of people I don't like. Do you hit them with yes. your shoe? Yeah. Yes, I do. And you've well got and truly sharp <laughs> shoes. Well and truly sandalised. I imagine that your shoes, that you could throw... If you had three shoes, which is an unlikely... It's an unhappy combination. But it, yeah. If you had three shoes... Um, I imagine you could throw them at a dartboard and get at least two of them to stick in. <laughs> oh, I hope so. No, I've never seen that done with stilettos. There ought to be a stiletto yeah. sort if of If I was on Britain's Got Talent, that's what I'd do. That would be my act. Yeah. yeah. And the act... I'm <laughs> guessing the judges would be relatively polite if you're, if you're still holding a couple of Louboutins at your side. <laughs> I mean, what a way for David Walliams to die. A stiletto. <laughs> Just stuck in his forehead. <laughs>
be a really exciting end to Bullseye. Yeah. yeah. Try yeah. and retain her at a camp in that demise. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the cry from the uh, cheaper seats. Yeah. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I said about the mystery shoe I found in my garden. Um, are, if anyone um, has found anything interesting in their own mm. garden, I'd love to hear from them. We've had a, a lovely tweet from Luke Bucknell, uh, who said he once tried to kick the head off a dandelion and his shoe went flying into next door's garden. <laughs> ah. He believes it's still there. I like kick the Hold head on. off Hold a... on. What happened to the dandelion? Also, Frank, kick the head off a dandelion. That sounds like you're preparing to get very inebriated, I think. I'm going to kick the head off a dandelion tonight. <laughs> Do you think it was a dandelion that had, uh, had gone into that into the sort of Brian May mode that they go into, or that it was still yellow? <laughs> Well, that's oh yeah, when it goes a bit chrysanthemum and yeah. it's like that um, LA girl's gone wild or something. Dandelion's gone wild. There was an MTV series. They go a bit mad, don't they? I know what you mean, Frank. We were looking yeah, at me really to, perplexed. They go to seed. Yeah, they go to seed exactly. Yeah. Um, I have lot. Well, I told you this story. I think on it, I lost a shoe at Chessington World of Adventures on Ramesses' Revenge mm. when I inadvertently got caught up in it's a photo st- call with Boyzone. stomach trouble? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were saying a, 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 with Boyzone? Well, Boyzone had got on the ride and I didn't realise there was one Together. seat. Yes, and I got on the final seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best and worst things that's ever happened to me. Was it a PR stunt? Were they just yeah, hanging out? they were out? having their oh, picture they're... taken. It was a PR stunt. And I didn't know that I, ha- I should have held back. So I just ran on because I was next off to Boyzone, not realising that this was a photo call for them. <laughs> there was a picture somewhere <laughs> of Boyzone and me looking more with one shoe. I'd like to see that picture. Yeah, still there, that. <laughs> I imagine a lot of those boy bands, they, they sort of travelled as a chain gang, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want your Zayn Malik um, yeah. escapees. Yeah. They'd have to go, everyone pair off. <laughs> I had, um, as you know, one of, my, um, one of my passions on this show is a feature I like to call... Whatever happens to in which we talk about things that I haven't seen for ages <laughs> and yeah. what happened to them. Um, this week's uh, <laughs> is um, is Ponta shadows at cinemas. <laughs> yeah, you know when people get up during the film and you used to see yeah. their shadow. That seemed, What have they Why done? Why don't they do that? Have anymore? they changed the angle of the projector, or is it is it raised higher? Is the seating lower? Is have people the got shorter? Advent of digital. I don't know. If, is, is it is still it... projected from the back? Well, I believe so, but I think you're right. I think they've changed the seating so that it doesn't feel... Because it seems to be more like the Roman amphitheatre now, the design. Mm. Whereas before it was all on one level, maybe. There must be... If there's any projectionists or cinema workers... <laughs> yeah. Why don't I see the shadows of people t- coming and going in the cinema anymore pro- projected You're against right. the yeah, film? Yeah. It used to be quite a big... <laughs> Here's a question. Deal. Do you buy the superior seats as a matter of course? Um... I always imagine if I buy the superior seats, there'll be someone dangerous sitting in them when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> and this is because they're going to the boxing the other week, which is how, which is how boxing works. Most yeah. dangerous person gets the best seats. Yeah. So it puts me off okay. a bit. Because I don't mind um, not sitting in my seat, but I don't want to buy uh, an exclusive special seat. 
And then what about, someone with neck tattoos sitting at me. Frank, what about when you buy a superior seat and then the whole cinema's empty, though? Oh, come on, that's awful. I don't know if I've ever done that. I mean, that. I do it all the time. Thanks for joining yeah. me on my alternation. You tend to get it in everyman cinemas, which is oh. ironic that it's something so posh should be called the everyman. <laughs> yes. But do you buy the exclusive seats? I have done, sometimes. For, if it's a really put for, like, the Star Wars, uh, the new Star Wars <laughs> films, I thought I'll treat myself. Is there a new Star Wars film? <laughs> so have I missed this? <laughs> oh, do you mean every time one comes yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't think they'd oh, been going you were, that I long. thought you were joking then and saying, as in, because they're so ubiquitous. Is there a new Star Wars film? You all know noticed. when I'm joking, because I usually laugh first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that, that's how I am. Um, that's how I pull it off. Well, I'm, um, people I, I find in the 21st century are always looking for new ways to be annoying in the cinema, so... <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised this has lapsed as a tradition. Yeah. But help us out, you, you cinema no-walls. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I received a Whatever Happened To this week. Oh, yeah? From what, one of our... Twitter? Yeah, one of our hmm. loyal readers. And I like him because his avatar is... Do you remember the botched Spanish... Fresco, that old oh, yeah. woman had attempted to restore it. I do. That's his picture, and I like that. The documentary was called The Fresco Fiasco, I remember. Very good, Frank. <laughs> nice. He says, awake... That's what I drive. <laughs> awake at 5am because of impending Armageddon and the onset mm. of toothache, but am I despondent? Am I buffalo? Yeah. The toothache has prompted a hashtag whatever happened to tying string to the affected tooth and a door handle. Yeah, no, this rings a bell, and we might have discussed this in the oh, past, but it used to be... I have done it to my own tooth, and it used to be a tradition that, yeah, you'd tie a piece of cotton or whatever yeah. it round your... A loose tooth is a way yeah. to do it, and then tie it to a door handle and slam the door, and it rips the uh, tooth out. I knew I had a friend lost, I'd say, three-quarters of his jaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen it... They did it in an episode of... In the televised version of The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn... Oh, that was yeah. the only time I ever saw it, and it looked absolutely barbaric. I yeah. think they tar and feather as well in Huckleberry Finn, right. so let's not, let's not set up any <laughs> trends. <laughs> we're not happy to follow through. Yeah, they were different times. Yeah. Um, so did it do the trick when you had, you had it, it done? It, it came out, yeah. You see, you know, sometimes they're just wobbly. They can be very annoying. I can't leave a wobbly tooth alone. No, I Even can't. other people's. Oh, I'm always just messing about with it, seeing it, seeing it what it goes. So yeah, I, I, I mean, if you're listening at home, don't do it, please. On no. my, uh, on my say so. I think the official absolute. Hold on, I've got the manual. I <laughs> know oh, absolute are okay with it as a method. <laughs> I, as it I turns out. Not abs. Not. Oh, sorry. Absolute 60s, 70s and 80s are okay with it. <laughs> then it goes out of fashion. <laughs> I don't know whatever happened to you, and I'm not sure if it qualifies. Well, let's, let's find out. If, 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 it, if, we, yeah, if we're happy we'll with it, you. I'll give you the jingle. Cool. So, it, it arose because I was trying to explain to my Australian wife a phenomenon, and I realised I hadn't had any clue, whatever happened to the Walton sextuplets? Oh. The... Uh, I'm giving you that. Oh, bless your heart. I'm giving you that. The Walton Sextuplets, who I think I might have interviewed once. Really? Yeah. It used to be at the time, I think... I mean, I'm no expert on fertility. Mm. But um, I think in the early days of IVF that they chocked them all in. 
chucked all the eggs. Right. They put all their eggs in one basket. Oh, is that why you got that? And uh, and then I, when people started having six kids and seven kids at a time, mm. I think um, I think basically they got a call from the social security saying, "Can you stop doing this? It's wiping us out." So um, that's but, you yeah. get this multi-birth thing. Yeah, and they were such a they were sort of so iconic in my childhood. I sort of have such strong memories of just the dad looking permanently frazzled. Yes, that was, they were, and they got nappy adverts and all. Yeah, that. yeah. That's how they used to make make up the uh, support money. I think they used to do lots of adverts for baby things. I've got to be honest, I didn't know that, which is unusual for me. And I thought you were referring in a very modern way to the Waltons, the oh, TV right. family. I, I think they were of varying age. <laughs> yeah, they were. I don't think they were all the same age. The actors probably were. I like the idea that it, it, they were sex tuplets, but it was never referred to. <laughs> I think in, in hillbilly society, it's, 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 it's frowned upon. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. You were asking us to, you were asking uh, readers to text in with weird stuff they found in their garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, 361 is just texting saying, uh, some years ago we found a plastic ornamental duck in our garden and kept it, image attached. Uh, and then two minutes later he said, sorry, couldn't send image. Oh, we'll oh. never know what that duck looks like. Oh. Have we heard from Beth Jordash? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I am. Um, I interviewed Ali G this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's what Al Gore is calling himself. Now. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm it's pretty, after the young, the young vote. I'm pretty impressed. I'm a little bit jelly bags as well. Are you? Well, I love Al Gore. There's something... I mean, I was going to say there's something very senatorial about him, but that's not surprising. Yeah, I should say it was Al Gore, not yeah. Ali Chi. <laughs> I, just, I, was, um, I was being flippant. Can I ask a very... Um, a bit basic, the question, a bit shallow, but is he, is, is he attractive in the, in the flesh? I think he's, um, he looks like... He looks clean. Looks mm. very clean. <laughs> Lovely. I thought if I, I, if I... If something happened and I had to lick him to get moisture, <laughs> uh, I, I'd happened? be all right with that. What's happened? You know, sometimes... You've, a friend of mine once had a terrible... Um, he went out on a massive drinking spree and then he got lost. And then he had he, he was out long enough to get the resulting um, thirst that you get when you've been drinking. Oh yeah. And he had a panic in his still drunkenness that he was going to die of thirst. Mm. So he licked condensation off someone's car <laughs> windscreen. <laughs> wow. And the alarm went off on the car. And he had to run away. <laughs> Imagine this car windscreen. No, it was a bit like um, it was like Frost Nixon in, in here <laughs> in the week. Well, obviously, Lovely. obviously. Um, I didn't mention Frost because it doesn't exist anymore, according to... No. (laughs) According to Big Al. It was more like if there'd been a Dodd Nixon interview. Oh, yeah. With Ken Dodd (laughs) interview. Well, I heard from observers that it was a bit of a bromance. I think we... uh, Well, he said to... I said, look, what do I call you? Because in the film, he's got a new film out. Just so he could say, you can call me Al. Is that why you said that? (laughs) Well, I just thought... um, I should mention he has got a new film that that opens next Friday called An Inconvenient Sequel. Um, But he... uh, I said, what do I call you? Because in the film, there's a man that calls him Mr. Mr. Vice President, even though he hasn't been Vice President for a... 
whatever. Oh, in an alternate reality. <laughs> yeah, um, 15 years or so. So um, I said, he said, and he said, oh, no, that's an American thing. He said, you, can, you know, I said, well, I, what, Mr. He said, Mr. Gore's fine. You can call me Al if you like. Oh. And of course, I got a slight. Oh, it's quite cool calling Al Gore Al. Yeah. And then I yeah. said, you know what? I'm going to stick with Mister. <laughs> really? No way. I just fancied it. <laughs> Doing an interview when you say, "So, Mister Gore, there's something I like about it." It's a bit like doing an interview um, for someone claiming benefit, <laughs> calling them Mister. Yes, I like it. It's very old-fashioned. But it was. It was. I was surprised that he he was quite an, an informal, nice chap. Very early on, he said to me, I, "You're a stand-up comedian." <gasps> he said, "I uh, I used to share a room with a. Uh, actually, he's more sort of. A, he's more like from down south." And he said, yeah. "I used to share a room with a stand-up comedian." I said he became a stand-up comedian later. I said, did you know he was, could you tell he was yeah. going to be one? Not at all, he said. He was uh, very interested in uh, medieval Italian literature. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I find that's a very common combination among stand-up comedians. And he said, really? And I said, no. <laughs> and he said, oh, you caught me out early on. And he was all right with it. He was all oh, right with that. Oh, he didn't mind, so, yeah, I liked him, actually. Oh, I love him. I think Ali G is a lovely little addition to your roller desk. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he's very big on the global warming thing. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm going to call that his thing. <laughs> he's yes. in the global warming chair. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I interviewed him for eight. For, um, for, it's, we're doing a show, I'll tell you now. There's a show on Absolute Radio... Seven o'clock uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night, Sunday, um, with um, me, me and me and G, the G man. I'm now calling him. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, I like those jokes. There's jokes as <laughs> Did well. Did you get some jokes in there? There's, there's jokes as well as has um, he got you know, a hint uh, of I mean, you know, it's, it's. I know it's a bit strange this weekend because you're thinking we might not be around long enough to experience true <laughs> yeah. global warming. That um, maybe um, we go in fast track on the end of the world. <laughs> but let's hope that that. Isn't. Does he talk about Donald? The Donald? He loves Donald Trump. <laughs> no, he, he, he doesn't love him. Okay. Call, think... What did he call him, Sarah? He Frank's asking the producer. Yeah. I'm doing the subtitles here. Frank asks the producer, leans over to Oh, her. I can't remember. It was some word like... Um, it was a rude word, maybe. No, no, not rude. Oh. Ah, it's gone. OK. It's gone. Um, this is... If they're going to imply 60-year-old... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think absolute only employ... 60-year-old presenters, so that I'll forget the names of, like, stuff, and then they'll get loads of 50 pence a time text coming in correcting me. <laughs> nice it's a nice money, conspiracy it's, theory. It's a, a money-spinning <laughs> money way of using the elderly. Yeah. At last, there's hope for us. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner <laughs> on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Steve Hall is mm. with us today. Um, you can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Now, obviously, That's, um, 
www.http. Or you can write to us. Yeah, right. What about in the days when you wrote to people? I used to write to Swap Shop. I'd love to get a letter. If we got a letter, Sarah, I'm asking the... If we got a letter, where would it... What would happen? Do we have a pigeonhole? Yes. We get them sometimes. Turns out we got a pigeonhole. <laughs> yeah. Absolute, Absolute Radio, one, can, one Golden Square, London. That'll you can do. send it via snail mail. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I only found out that existed last week, of course. <laughs> Sna- uh, yes, one Golden Square. Um, what's the postcode? W1F for Foxtrot. W1F for Foxtrot. 9 DJ. 9 DJ. Oh, DJ. Oh, nice. Nice. Can you pick your own person? Like, <laughs> this thing used to be number plates, and now he's postcode. Yeah. Well, maybe, um, yeah. I wonder How if down, there's like 10 Downing Streets, like SW1, 1MP. It might be well, back might... in the Chris Evans days. He might have bought that. Mine is NW3COM1C. Don't tell people. C. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I'm not going to tell people Mine's that. Mine's DIVA. <laughs> Very good. There you go. So, um, Steve Hall. Uh, mine's L O S E R. No, Steve. No. No. You jumped on my gag. <laughs> no, not really. So, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm always delighted to be here because it means that either Alan or Well, it sounds like you're Ill. delighted to be anywhere you yeah, get yeah. paid. Judging yeah. by your last remark. Yeah, yeah. That's... He's actually doing very well, Steve. He's one of these eccentric millionaires. <laughs> yeah. I um so I have to I I had an I had a proper idiotic eureka moment. Now let me explain to any new readers that um idiotic eureka moments like last week I said it, it's when you realize something very very late in the day that you should have got ages ago. Like I very re- recently worked out that Cannon and Ball is the sort of pawn on mm. that common juxtaposition of the cannon, <laughs> the cannon and, the and then the ball, <laughs> they put it and, in. And um, moi aussi. By the way of yeah. ammunition, pardon? Moi aussi, as me also, as the French say, yeah. because I didn't know that either, Frank. No, anyway, well, and, what's yours? Well, my, we'd actually had another one, Mike from Harrogate. No, I'm getting it. the drinks in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With oh, a, that's a first. Mike, Mike from Harrogate had never realised that brunch is a, an amalgam of breakfast and lunch. And that. He said that his, hum, his family have been humiliating him for it. That's, that's a deal breaker. That's, that is a cracker. I'd find that, I'd struggle if that was my partner. But, but my one, I'm not wow. sure if but this can, is... Cannon and Ball is pretty obvious yeah. once you know it. Yeah, it's true. I, I'm not sure if this is a valid... Uh, idiotic eureka moment or not my wife told me that I have been possibly misunderstanding we don't have a jingle for this (laughs) we should get an idiotic eureka moment yeah yeah Yeah, boss this this will do (laughs) (laughs) so my wife told my wife told me that the joke why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side Mm. is actually about the afterlife that it is rather than it being an anti-joke, rather than it being oh. that that it's it's a joke that the chicken has decided to end it all to see what's what lies beyond. Oh, I see. And that, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? Because obviously, the first thing that will happen to the chicken is some kind of splatting incident with a vehicle. Yes. And so that that joke, which I've which and that blew my mind. 
Um, well, there are many so it's things a kind here. Of, okay. I don't think it's up there with Cannon and Ball. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't dare. Because, I wouldn't dare. No, but because the idea is it's blatantly <laughs> obvious. Well, that's and the thing. That, so it was being, but it was being presented to yeah, me as if it tell was, them, boss. as if it was blatantly <laughs> obvious. So I was thinking, have I been a ruddy fool? No, you haven't been a ruddy fool. It's quite a weird existential well, thing. I've never heard of that before. I like the idea of it. I like, um, I like an analytical approach to yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> It could be true, I suppose. I think it's quite... I, see, I don't think it's an well, good joke. Old, I think it's quite a good joke. Why did the chicken cross the road? You think of a million and one reasons associated with chickendom, and then it's just to get... He just wants to cross over like everybody else. I, 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 I find I it quite a depressing joke. Do you? Yeah. I feel really depressed when people say Had it. you heard it before, Steve? <laughs> oh, you knew it? Oh, OK. Do you think we've got any listeners who thought, yes. hey, that's a good joke. Why did the chicken... I'm going to try that at the well, pub tonight. There are good... Yeah. Vari- I like... That would- now, that's an idiotic eureka <laughs> Someone hadn't... Has anyone not heard, why did the chicken cross the road? I mean, oh, come on, Come Frank. on. What about my dog's got no nose? How does it smell? <laughs> Terrible. Is the people at home think, hey... <laughs> So the problem with that joke, you need a, you need an, an an associate. Yeah, yeah. You need someone who's going to say, "How oh, does it smell?" Yeah, boss, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> You're unveiling your new character. Well, this is my new character, which so... is when I'm like the henchman for the mafia <laughs> boss. Um, yes, I um. Frank Sharon Baker got a two thousand five hundred pounds back from PPR. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, but, but is she is she real or is she a PPI? Well, this is what's worrying me now. We are sounding like these ads now. <laughs> yeah, has she been in any car accidents? She's got money for. <laughs> what about if you had that double whammy on your way to the PPI place and you're in a car crash? Double whammy. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh. Don't, can I say don't get in a car? Why did the chicken cross the road to stage an insurance job to pretend <laughs> yeah, to be Why did the chicken cross the road? Because um, it was um, on its way to the PPI. <laughs> place. What about that? Do they insure animals, PPI? <laughs> no. Don't they, they, insure, they should insure body parts. You think animals. Well, I don't think they exist anymore, PPI. That's the point. No. Oh, sorry, I've just gone into it. Just, I forgot I hadn't pressed the music button. I'm just having the ordinary conversation with you in between the song. Oh, dear, it's all gone a bit capital radio. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've just had an excellent idiotic eureka moment. They've not given a name. They said, my sister and I both thought a man was going to a place specifically called Moa Meadow, not yeah. to Moa Meadow. It could have been named after Patrick Moa, the, the popular actor from the 1970s. <laughs> Moa I'll take your word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I worked with him, Frank. Oh, yeah. I remember, I forgot right, I remember Patrick, that. Patrick Moa sounds like it's sort of someone from Birmingham saying Patrick Moore. Moa. Patrick. Possibly not. Have okay. I besmirched no. Birmingham? No, no, no. You just, cannot, you just <laughs> get on with it. Well, so we were at last on last week's show. Uh, we discovered that a man in an advert you enjoy is is a, an old mate of mine from the comedy circuit, Rob Tofield. I didn't know he was an old mate. I think you're, you're building your partner, you know. I think he's a brilliant actor. You think I'm going to hire him for something and think, well, I might as well bring his mate along. 
<laughs> Some sort. I don't know. Like when, when often when they transport a thoroughbred horse, they take a donkey yeah. and take they the keep the stable as company. What if I'm right. your donkey, Frank? Oh, oh no! I'd be happy to be your donkey. What a lovely stable! You can be my donkey. <laughs> I'll be your thoroughbred racehorse. <laughs> Elvis Presley there with "You Can Be My Donkey." Here on. Absolute gold. <laughs> I think he might have been strung out when he sung that one. Anyway, so, Steve. so uh, my friend Rob, my best friend Rob, yeah. um, uh, listened to the show and has crafted a very funny video uh, in response to. Uh, well, I've just uh, watched a bit because I didn't know about this, and yeah. Steve has showed me this video. Basically, what I said, I, 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 this guy does. I don't think he says anything in the advert, but he does one look mm. having won on um, online betting. And it, bear in mind, this is a desolate situation of a coach driver standing by his coach in a deserted pub, a deserted football ground car park as the game goes on behind the walls. And he just does a great look. And I think he's, I just know he's a brilliant actor yeah. from that one look. I just know. You can tell he's yeah. a brilliant actor. But I did point out the it's fact all that over he was, him now. He was uh, rotund. Well, <laughs> yeah, that came up. That cropped up in the conversation. <laughs> Once or twice. Yeah. Um, He's a big lad. So I've just what I, I didn't get to the end of it because the last um, record was um, uh, shorter than the video. But it was, I think it was a very funny video. But I did find myself feeling bad about it. As <laughs> did well. you? So it, it's it's had a double whammy effect. It's okay. made him look like a clever, um, self-deprecating, funny blow whilst inflicting some punishment oh on me on the bullies. Well, yeah. I think all the things that make him a good actor in that advert are in that video that he's made because it's just really small, a couple of really nice looks. Mm. There's, a tw- yeah. there's a twinkle to it, so I don't think he feels too bad. The donkey, but... the donkey's talking him up. <laughs> yeah. It's like Shrek. Yeah. That's, what, that's the combo, isn't it? <laughs> it's as it dawns I'm, on him. I'm the, the slow... voice of Eddie Murphy. He's, the... I'm like the princess. Yeah. I've seen what's good in the, in the ogreous yeah. bloke and uh, I have to put up with donkey. <laughs> Where do I? Where am I, Lord Farquhar? I think you might be Lord Farquhar. (laughs) You take your heels off for a second. (laughs) Imagine if that was my Luco like. Oh, Oh, who is who is a Lord Farquhar? I think Simon Cowell's got a bit of the Lord Lord Farquhar lookalike. That's right. Bit of Roger Rees. Google it, young people. Oh, Roger Rees. Yeah, Yeah, remember Nicholas Nickleby? Yeah, very good. Thank. Oh, I saw him at uh, Stratford. In, um, I think it was 1980. I saw him at uh, one of my parents' dinner parties. Did you? I didn't see him at any of my parents' (laughs) dinner parties. For two reasons. One, they didn't know any actors. And two, they never had dinner parties. In fact, we didn't always have dinner. I'll be straight with you. Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're all familiar with the work of Mariah Carey on this show. Oh, yes. I mean, Frank actually incorporates one of her phrases as his sign-off. Yeah, anyone who listens to... You might catch the end of this show when you're waiting for the next person to come on. (laughs) And I always end the show by saying, bring on the feathers. That is a reference to a... I think it was a New Year's Eve... In Times Square, yeah. In Times Square gig that um, Mariah Carey did, which went so badly. (laughs) I think technically, as much as anything else... Everything. At the end, she just went... Bring on the feathers. And they brought on these big fans. <laughs> and she did one of those yeah. 
big show Moulin Rouge. End. It was a sort of exasperated last resort instruction. I, I mean, wasn't I can't it? explain it every week. So there must be people no. who think, but they probably bring in, think it's a reference to a former Secretary General of the Trade Union Congress, <laughs> Vic Feather, <laughs> that I'm going to bring his family on. Undoubtedly, I would say. Yeah, but they all think, oh, what, Vic Feather and his family are coming on. Bring on the feathers. I wonder what he's got to say about the modern situation. Yeah. Um, long dead, I fear, Vic Feather. He was once uh, the subject of a topical gag on Are You Being Served? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Vic Feather. Um, which that- is, uh, in a way, the ultimate accolade. <laughs> I love that. That's up there with my and other things I never thought I'd hear on the show this morning. <laughs> I'm like, those are all of my favourite moments. So, Mariah or Mimi... Can I, can I ask you a question? Mm. Who are these superstar trade union leaders of the 21st century? Because there was Eric... What was his name, Frank? Eric... Eric Heffer went oh, on yeah. to be a Labour. No, there yeah. was another one. Bob Crow? But he's, I oh, think Bob. he's no longer he's with no us, longer I believe. Yeah. No, I, I used to think, when I was growing up, trade union leaders were quite important figures on the so Eric Hall? Jack Jones. Not Eric Heff, Eric Hall? Was there an Eric Hall? Eric Hall was, was a, a monster. Football, football oh, oh, agent. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I'm going to remember. He was, there was a Scouse Eric someone. Anyway. To, anyway, this is boring. <laughs> However, what isn't is that... If oh, only oh. more radio shows had <laughs> fess off to that... <laughs> <laughs> well, I self-critique, no, why I not? No, I it's a good thing. I, I, so I stop many myself li- mid-flow. So many links when people just say um, what the time is and what they're going to yeah. play next. Just and they should say, sorry, I know anyone could do yeah. this. This is this. It was a self-aware moment, Frank. No, what I was saying was boring, so I'm moving on to something more interesting. But, but if you're just going to do the weather and the time and what's on next, don't they ever stop and say... Why am I here? <laughs> Why am I even here? No, anyway, sorry. It's not this my, is boring. It's not my business. Um, I don't want to put anyone out of work. Mariah, <laughs> nicknamed Mimi, she had an album, The Emancipation of Mimi. Oh, did she? Yes, I remember that. Yeah. I imagine she's very Mimi. It's a sort of Jean Valjean moment. <laughs> and... She had... She's, there's been a few rumblings on the socials about her recently, just about her lack of enthusiasm with performances. She's in the middle of a world tour. She's got a Las Vegas residency. Oh, and she performed her song Honey, which I know you two will be familiar with. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, have you seen the video for Honey? Well, I have saw a dance sequence with Sailors? Mariah. Yeah. Um, well, yes, there were sailors okay. involved. At first, I thought they were medical people. <laughs> because there's a bit, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a time-honoured tradition in um, in show business uh, with, with a sort of diva, is that at one point she's raised up and carried by a lot of muscular um, yes. young yeah. men. Like she's on a chaise long. This looks like, you know, when you see the elderly being rescued from flooding, <laughs> it was like she was lifted up and with, with, like, not knowing quite where she was. I, I mean, it was... There was no sense of dance or performance or look at me. There was nothing. She was just being picked off and she was being moved. It was a removals job. It was if you had a house where one, someone you had there was Mariah Carey, it was the blokes coming in and me saying, watch, watch your head against the, the, the doorway. It was like that. She just wasn't, hadn't joined in at all with the whole lifting, smiling, dancing process. And that saddened me, to be honest, I must say. Yeah. I think um, Mariah Carey, I call her me no Carey. (laughs) (laughs) 
Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So we were talking about Mariah Carey's lack of effort. Mm. I, I, this had passed me by at the time, so I, so I was watching it for the first time the other day, and it is staggering. I mean, well, she is yeah. staggering. Yeah. But it's... Uh, well, it was a physical animation of, you know, like you sometimes see if the, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I have, uh, when a record company executive is sent some music, you sometimes see it in films as well, and they're hearing a track for the first time in an office environment. Yeah. And they just sort of nod their head and tap the desk. It was that level of effort. I didn't the... think there was that much effort. <laughs> I, honestly, I honestly thought there was less. When, when I first, put, me and David Baddiel first played Three Lions to Terry Venables, the then manager of England. <laughs> And he tapped his car keys on the thing as he listened and then said to me, it, it's a real key tapper. <laughs> um, which I think was a, a new word. Um, honestly, I am not I'm not sure that's a thing, is it? <laughs> key tapping. I am not exaggerating. I honestly think that he, w- he gave it more than yeah. she did. <laughs> I, if she's got a long residency, that makes a bit of sense. If she's on yeah. Las Vegas every night for yeah. weeks, she's probably just got bored, but you're not allowed to get bored. But also, yeah. when they carry her, sometimes she has an actual chaise long. She didn't in that instance that they put her on. I've yeah. seen those. I've gone quite deep. But... um that was a bit like me on the sofa, I felt, the way... You know, when you slump down at the end of the day and you think, oh, I'm knackered. That's was, what it was like. There was also a shot of her singing where, I don't know if she forgot, but she started whistling instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I love a bit of whistling in a song. <laughs> I don't know Mariah Carey's back catalogue that well. I'd be surprised to find it's a thing she often yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, watching it, it reminded me of old episodes of Quantum Leap. I, it, like looking at her, it was like Sam Beckett had leapt into her body, and, yeah. and there was always. Was that the name of the man in Quantum Leap? Is it, Sam Beckett? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Played by. Played by Scott Bakula. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen uh, uh, Quantum Leap. But he would always at the end of it, he'd leap some into the body of someone new at the end of each episode, and there'd be a well, moment. I used to live like that when I was on tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean. She's the thing is with Mariah Carey. I mean, full respect to her. She's an mm. enormous star. Careful. Um, <laughs> None of us are twenty-two yeah. anymore, dear. <clears throat> She's brilliant in that um, online betting advert. <laughs> on Sky. Imagine if she did that. Because ah, I have worked with her. Let's All not right, forget. Mariah Mundo. Yeah. You remember, I, I married Mariah Carey. Imagine Mariah Carey, did I get PPI.com? I'd love it if she did that. Did you know I married Mariah Carey? I did Carey? not know. Did you? Yes, I, I played the part of a vicar mm. on SNTV. Yes. I do remember that. And she married... With Anton, um, with Anton Dick, yeah. She married Deck McPartlin and I, I conducted the service. But you know what, she get, She didn't turn up to rehearsal, but I think that's because she didn't want to be around us oh. very long. But she gave it everything. She, she, she tried. She, she, it was in the days when Mariah was yeah. Matriah. <laughs> <laughs> Matriah Carey, before she became Mino Carey. Yeah. And she was very professional, as you expect from Americans. She turned up and she did it properly. So I'm glad I caught her in the golden age. Yeah. And, Frank, she's named after a vehicle that I mourn, because you never really see it anymore. What, the Black Mariah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I don't know if I ever saw one. I knew, in case you don't know, it was like the police van that used yeah. to collect, like, rowdies. You sometimes yeah. see it on old footage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
the, yeah, exactly. I don't think she was named after that. <laughs> Do you think not? A British police vehicle <laughs> associated <laughs> with crime and disturbance. And her friend Paddy Wagon. Seems unlikely. Yeah. Um, it's, well, it's sad that it's come to this <laughs> for Mariah Carey. Um, I have little sympathy, I must say. Well, nor does her choreographer, and we'll get on to what he said. Yeah, exactly. Choreographer news. Next. (laughs) (laughs) This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So, Anthony Burrell, who I believe is Mariah's choreographer... Oh, okay. ...also the name of a rather fabulous artist... Is it? Do you know those posters which are work hard and be nice to people, I believe? He does those. Oh, Oh, I've got one of those. She violates both those instructions. (laughs) (laughs) As far as I'm aware. Exactly. Um, His name is also Anthony Burrell. Anyway, the point is, this Anthony Burrell, this choreographer, is not happy. He's, He's been fired. Yes, I think he was fired after the debacle that led to Bring on the Feathers. Yeah. <laughs> I love how much knowledge you have. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Despite the fact Do you think that... he's ever heard of um, former General Secretary of the, the, the Trade Union's Congress, Vic Feather, this choreographer? <laughs> I'm so certain he, he, he hasn't heard of him. He, he described this behaviour as typical Mariah. When she doesn't want to do something, she doesn't do it. And he, he does acknowledge, he said, it's taking away her star. Ah. This behaviour. What do you think of that concept, guys? I like the idea of taking away her star. Mm. Like he's a teacher. I don't like the idea. Yeah, but it's her star. If you imagine her star, it's it's sort of um, deteriorating around the edges and getting smaller. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'd like to see Mariah's small star. (laughs) Um, Because I think that would teach her a lesson. Because I'm... I'm, I have no tolerance for this kind of thing. If you, you sign up to a long run of gigs, you mm. do a long run of gigs. If mm. you don't want to do them, don't sign yeah. up. It's a general lack of commitment. Yeah. Well, she, she's one of the most famous people whose songs I don't know. But she's kind of less, I'd, I'd put her there as well. She's, you know when they have reality stars? Mm. She's what I call one of my really stars. So people <laughs> say, you know she's one of the biggest selling uh, artists of all time, and I say... Really? <laughs> yeah, I know nothing. I could not name a Mariah oh, yeah. Carey yeah, yeah. song, but I know she's an enormous star. Yeah, she but is. it's happened over there somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah. No, 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 no. It happens over here. No, no. When I say over there, oh, I mean I metaphorically, somewhere that isn't my life. I thought you yeah, were like yeah. a seventies man talking about Ameri- America. No. <laughs> over uh, there. Mari- the whole Mariah Carey phenomenon has happened over there, wherever there is. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's like, and so when when she's famously a diva, it's going to go. Why? What's I don't understand what she done <laughs> what do to, think... to deserve being like a diva? Oh, I see. Well, I suppose. Look, all I would say in her defence. That was very Simon Cowell. <laughs> well, look. <laughs> <laughs> look. Well, look. All I would say in her defence is that I respect the fact that she's not going the way of the majority of these stars, Madonna, etc., which is the older I get, the more kind of desperately agile I'm going to get. I'm going to prove to everyone and show them how fit I am. And I just, like, she's not going down the Iggy Pop route, because you can end up looking a bit like that. 
And she just thought, no, I'm, I want to. I want to go to the. I have given up shop, clothes wise. Madonna <laughs> and Iggy Pop essentially ended up with the same body. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> and they look well, like that's... a William Blake painting. Both of them, all the tendons are there yeah. on the outside. They're well, like the pompadour centre. This is the choice you have as a woman. It gets hard as you get older. Do I want to look like Iggy Pop or Mariah? Well, I'm it's not go just Mariah. women. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> but um, well, I don't. I don't mind her. Um, I don't mind her um, growing old naturally. Gracefully, yeah. But I, that, that's no excuse. I've known some um, great um, big dancers. <laughs> I was at, a, I was at a, the Grand Old Opry in uh, Glasgow. <clears throat> Extraordinary. And they played Achy Breaky Heart and three women got up. And, and, mm. and how do you say this now? They were big, yeah. they were big women. Yeah, they love their curves. <laughs> I read a book uh, about Samuel Taylor Coleridge, and he was on um, he was on a voyage with a big woman, and he says she's a woman who would have wanted elbow room on Salisbury Plain. <laughs> wow! And uh, they were like that, <clears throat> and they were the most beautiful, delicate dancers. I mean, lovely. So there's no excuse mm. she can't use that. I'm okay, afraid. Okay. Okay. This is Frank Skinner. Have you ever have you ever done a thing where you've tried as as uh, palpably poorly as she did? Have you um, ever phoned it in? Never. I... Really? <laughs> never. I don't have that in my game. Yeah, I would say that's true of you. If I get in a lift with three people, I need at least one good laugh before I can get out. <laughs> I'd say that's true. I'll of just you. go up and down there all day <laughs> until I get that laugh. Well, sometimes if I'm uh, at Frank's at Frank's. <laughs> And he might go up to do a bit of work upstairs. Mm. And he, he, even then, he tries to leave on a laugh if it's just me <laughs> and Kathy. And I think, no, he's going to come back in because he'll want to get that laugh a bit better. I just hate, <laughs> I hate the idea of um, the bare minimum thing. It's horrible. Yeah. Why, Steve? Got someone to own up to? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I haven't. I, adopt, I know what I mean, but I adopt that approach to things like domestic tasks. For example. Oh, well, that's all right. Yeah. I mean, gardening. I did a bit. Do you do bare minimum? I, I, I mow the lawn. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you what I've, div- I, what I've done is I've adopted an approach to weeds, which is, I don't know. I don't know whether I did this for bad, but my approach to weeds is, you know, some of them are quite beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> They're as good as the flower. If you leave them and let them fully develop, they look pretty good. So that's yeah. how I've got round it. No, that's not the way for it. That is a bit um, me no caring. <laughs> You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Frank, what about 865? Hi, Frank, it may be jackdaws or crows who dropped the shoe in your garden. A local family of jackdaws have dropped cigarette butts and a large piece of dyed red cut hair in our garden. Are you sure that's not goths hanging out in your garden? (laughs) That sounds like a worry, doesn't it? That's from Terry. We have got a magpie nest, I told you about. And it is a sparkly shoe that never occurred to me. Could could a magpie carry a woman's grown-up shoe? (laughs) 
They can carry all sorts. I know. Yeah. If those dancers in Las Vegas can get one anyway. <laughs> she married... One, one thing I do know about Mariah, and now I'll probably find I'm wrong, because often the one thing I know about people turns out to be incorrect, but she married the head of Sony Music. Is that Tommy right? Mottolo, yeah. That is a sort of belt and braces approach to success, isn't yeah. it? Be very talented and also yeah. marry the head of so. Well, I think music. she was his discovery. Okay. Mm. Did it turn out well? No. Okay. Well, she had to write an album called uh, The Emancipation of Mimi. Oh, is that I mean, worth... you don't want your ex releasing that album. That doesn't is, is say good me, things. Me, is it me, me, as in me, me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because I feel that has been truly emancipated <laughs> and released into the wild. Or is Mimi, is it a fictional character? Is it like Sergeant Pepper, Mimi? I think it's her nickname. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> OK. Fascinating. Anyway, yes. God bless her. That's what I say. And, and she she's not the only person in the news for not trying very hard this week. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw Simon McCoy. Yes, and uh, his piece on surfing dogs. It's been good for him. Simon McCoy is... Um, I watch that BBC 24-hour news thing. Oh, do you? Um, if, basically, if Sky News dips, I think, oh, I'll go to BBC mm. News. <laughs> Sky News always looks like they've got the light. They've, they've put more money in the meter. It looks a bit brighter <laughs> and more interesting. <laughs> well, that's because they need lots of lights on Cape Early. Yeah, 20, 24 hours. What about hour... when someone on one of those 24-hour newses, was, the BBC was watching a Rudy show. Did you see that this week? Yes. Is that wrong? Someone Shocking had a Rudy behavior. show on, a on Rudy one of the TV show? screens. Yeah. I don't know. It turned don't out it was, it was Anna Paquin in uh, a vampire programme that she you does. But you could see naked. You could see everything. What, they on were, the news? They were buck naked? <laughs> they were naked. Oh, no, I don't want that on the news. No. Anyway, well, it sorry. wouldn't have happened on the BBC. Was that on Sky? No, it was on the BBC. <clears throat> on the BBC, it's a bit like going to a, a library. Yeah. It's, that's the feeling <laughs> of it. Yeah. It's good, and you're going to find stuff out, but it is like a library. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I'd seen him many times, but I didn't know his name, uh, yeah. Simon McCorkindale. <laughs> <laughs> and then he um, introduced a clip, which, mm. well, it was a feature about... Um, a surfing competition for dogs. Mm. Yes. It was what I believe they call B-roll footage. <laughs> so they would have just bought that in from some agency, wouldn't they? And uh, just ran it as a story. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, personally, <laughs> I thought the sight of dogs <laughs> on surfboards was remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> but he um, was derisory, it has to say. Yes. He said. he said, he started it by saying... Just bear in mind, it is August. It, and it's... it's Because it's a proper silly season That's story. That's as close as they get to a time check <laughs> yeah, yeah. On, uh, on BBC News. It's it like moves so, moves so slowly, you just get the month. <laughs> Apparently, in other countries, they don't... In other countries, obviously, not everyone calls it silly season. So they call it silly season in America. But apparently in Holland, they refer to it as cucumber time. Oh, OK. 
So because it's the I'm glad you told me that. If is I, it silly if I was season, in a though? club in, in Amsterdam <laughs> and someone said, right, it's cucumber time, I'd be terrified. Also, I'm not sure it is silly season. We're on the brink of nuclear destruction. I don't call well, that silly season. Well, there's many variations of dark and shade in silly yeah. season. And I think <laughs> that, that that's at one end and the dogs on the surfboards okay. are at the other. I know, which I'd rather watch on the news. What about when he has to say... This does not look like a walk in the park. <laughs> Someone's written a pun for him, yes. and he's absolutely furious. Yeah, and it's the bit at the end where he just goes, that's a shame, we've run out of pictures. Oh. Yeah, but I've got to say, who does he think he is? <laughs> <laughs> they have one job, unless you count reading out loud as a job. They have one job, newsreaders, yeah. and that's reading in the in the correct tone to fit the story. So if it's a disaster, they say it like this. And mm. if the economy's gone up, then they like that's it. That's the skill, the whole skill. Other than that, they are sitting down reading out loud. And he couldn't. It wasn't prepared to play the game. It's it's his Mariah all over again. <laughs> well, he's quite a maverick. He's got form with this as well. If you a, Has he? a lot of the famous things, he's at the centre of. So when Thomas Schaffernecker, the uh, weather man, uh, flipped flipped the rod. Oh, yeah. um, that was in response to Simon McCoy. Simon McCoy was giving him a slightly sarcastic so a tr- build-up. Troublemaker. He is. Uh, <laughs> Ollie Murs. Before the birth of one of the royal babies, they had him stationed outside the Lindo wing. Oh, yeah. And it was Simon McCoy d- doing, like, well, there is no news and, and being incredibly sarcastic. Of course, he's still got it employed, this he's man. A, he's an absolute maverick. The real McCoy, I'm calling him. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 523 has texted uh, with another Simon McCoy example. Simon McCoy was also the man who stood reading the headlines with a stack of A4 paper oh. instead of an iPad. Oh, we that did that him. show on our... Uh, we did that show? <laughs> we did that show on our Frank. <laughs> um, what? What do you mean? Well, I got my words the wrong way around, so I decided to make a virtue of it and I continue. remember what was... What was, I was we featured to... that story on oh, our yeah, show. Yeah. That's his, I forgot we had and a show. He was going old school, wasn't he? He was making a deal. <laughs> Why, of... What they should do is get him to do a feature, to introduce a feature about Mariah Carey not bothering <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and just see if he thinks, hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, get her on as a guest. That's going to be the most oh. laid-back piece of television. But is he trying to be a sort of self-styled, colourful character? I think, copyright Frank Skinner. I, I, I think so, because he, he also, pre-election, he, he interviewed a Tory uh, MP and they were doing the strong and stable thing and he had a go at them. He had quite a, an entertaining pop at them for that. We were saying, it right. sounds like you're reading a script here, you're all saying strong and I stable I can't work out whether you're pro or anti-McCoy, Steve. I'm just fascinated by him. Oh, right. Because Paxman did it for all. There was pa- when Paxman had to do the weather yes, on Yes, I Newsnight. remember that. What I'm concerned about is, are we going to get a video from him this week <laughs> with his featuring his reaction to <laughs> hearing yeah. this? Are we just going to get this every week? Yeah. Or him just being picked up by well, the sailors? I think we can safely <laughs> say he won't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, I don't know, I mean, he wants to be careful. They could replace him with a female newsreader and save quite a lot of money. <laughs> oh, hey, no. come on. I have often thought that the news, what it needs more than anything, is a live studio audience. (laughs) It's not appropriate, Frank. I think it would be fine, because 
you'd get when you got stories like that, but you'd work out whether they were worth doing or not from the response. Yeah. And I think, you know, the oh no's and all that in the sad stories would really <laughs> pump up the emotion. <laughs> And also, you could have things like, uh, shall we drop the serial killer story? It didn't go that well at six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> would they have, like, rounds of applause, like, so, like when the Fonz would walk in and there'd be a round of applause? So if, so if it was something, like a hero, if Nelson Mandela was mentioned, yeah. everyone would go, eh. yeah. <laughs> Or if they talked about the war, they, people would go, whoa, and they started, <laughs> and then they'd say, Donald Trump, and you get some people cheering, some people boo, and... And uh, could you have a... And people going, fight, 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 <laughs> fight, fight. And also, a sort of uh, glad... Well, this would be a bit Sick. But I was I was going to suggest the gladiator start another one bites the dust, but that's not very nice. <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> no, but you uh, can... every time a famous person <laughs> yes, dies for the obituary section, <laughs> yeah. cut to people with foam rubber <laughs> yeah. hands in there. <laughs> And then they'd have to be a warm-up man for the news as what well. What you could give them is foam rubber sides, like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> so if a celebrity dies... Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, uh, I, I was uh, hoping to uh, speak to Emily for some fashion advice. Sure. Well, it's not before time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd never ask, yeah. Steve. Well, I've seen... Uh, it was, it's been covered by a few uh, of the news outlets. A yes. fascinating development in the jeans world. Uh, a new jean with a zip that runs front and back and underneath. <laughs> I don't like the way you say it, and underneath. Yeah, I didn't mean to sound, no, make it sound jeans, quite so... It's the jeans that so they, it, they start... So you would start undoing your zip right at the top at the of top. your waistband. Yes. At yeah. the front, which again is quite radical. Yeah. So it goes right to the top. Yes. And it goes down, down, underneath. Down, down. Down Pyrenean Way. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes right the way round. Not, not without an engagement ring. And, yeah. And, and uh, as I call it, that area. Well, you could put that on and, the zip. <laughs> uh, my little special name for that place. And uh, then round... And then it comes right up and it, it unzips right at the back of the waistband. Yeah. So you can separate the two yeah. legs completely yeah. if you want. I mean, this all came too late for Long John Silver. <laughs> it's essentially a magnet shape. Isn't it really? It's a U shape, yeah. really. And presumably, once you've completed unzipping it, both jeans just collapse to the floor. Would you call them both of your jeans? <laughs> yeah, well. So it, you, it's, it's, it's when a tree think, falls in the forest. It's made me think. Oh, that hasn't happened for years. <laughs> it's made me think for for the first time. That is jeans. Is that a plural? See, I thought of jeans as a single thing. Right. But you do say a pair of jeans, which suggests that each half of it is a jean. Yeah. <sighs> yes? Sorry to sound like Simon McCoy. I just put my hand up. In fashion, I'm not in fashion, but I'm still of fashion. Mm. Do you understand? So, in fashion, of fashion, we would still refer to it as singular jean. Frank has a lovely jean. All right. You could dress really? that up with a jean. Wow. Yeah, we love and a so jean. And these, so these, wow. these new clothes are jean splicing. Effectively, yeah. I mean, I should what, like say, like they do with used cars when they put two <laughs> <laughs> cotton. What is it cotton called? Shut. Cotton shots. Of course, it would be quite handy if, say, if you fell over and just damaged one leg. Fell over. No, nobody wants to walk around with ripped jeans. <laughs> <laughs> that would look terrible. So you can. You don't have to buy a whole new pair of jeans. Just yeah. one just leg. Replace that one leg. Well, I. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, we should say these jeans, the first jeans were by this... Are you familiar with Vetmore? 
I'm not. Vetement. Yeah. I like it. I like any French word that absolutely spits in the face of consonants. <laughs> vêtements, vêtements. Which means clothing in I'm French. I'm happy with the vet. Can we drop the v? No. Vêtements is clothing Et in French. And vêtements. Is that my car? <laughs> the clowns have arrived. <laughs> the glitter horn is going. Oh, and uh, Not anymore. <laughs> I think he's learned his lesson. <laughs> have a break there, shall we? Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We were talking about French fashion house Vetmore. And these jeans. <laughs> and Vetmore is a... It's a jean? Pre- the jean. Yeah, you're right, Frank. Would you I'm just a, speaking like you people. Would you, buy a, <laughs> would you buy a trouser? Absolutely. Oh, OK. A trouser? Absolutely. Yeah. Trousers. I'm not, unless I'm buying them through the Sunday Express at the back pages, it's a trouser. Oh, then it's slacks. Yeah, yeah. with elasticated is waistband. It a, is, it a pair, is it a pant? It's never oh, look, a pant. Let's just stop it now. <laughs> No one says pants. No one wears a pantsuit in this day and age. Anyway, Vetmore, Frank. Yeah, I'm listening. No, you didn't do your horn. Oh no, I'm I'm trying to give. Okay, trying to give it a rest. Anyone mad at home? Okay, stop doing that. I want to hear what's happening with Vetmore. They're a Parisian design collective, and they're very well known for their quite ironic streetwear but hugely expensive for example they popularized a t-shirt which was a dhl it was yellow and it had the dhl logo on it and what, I is, what is dhl i should know it's a that. delivery firm yes so they, they're very into things like that or they'll have a, a, a shirt and it will say staff and it will be a thousand pounds so it's that sort of look they actually the creative director who's now balenciaga he had a bag you know the blue ikea bag there was one sure. of those he had, which was about £1,300. Well, wow. So, so their that's job... That's the landscape. Shut my mouth. So they I'm just giving you the landscape. They design okay. terrible clothes and sell it for lots of money. I think I could do this job. Well, I, don't, I don't think we should say they design I terrible clothes. I don't think we clothes. should either. I think we're designing clothes... Stop being such a basic bloke. They're designing clothes <laughs> with a twinkle. Yeah. <laughs> they're ironic clothes. Which I find clothes. very handy. They're ironic it, clothes. It's irony wear. What worries me about this whole setup of the zip that goes all the way is the slider, as I believe they call it, yeah. on a zip. The yeah. bit, you know, with the the little metal bit that holds the teeth yeah. together that goes mm-hmm. up and down. Once it's given this kind of free range, <laughs> I'm worrying about the sort of debris it's going to be bringing back yeah, and goodness forth me. Yeah. the slider. And, yeah. I, I don't want this. I, you know, once I've been... Goodness uh, sake. Once the slider's coming back round the front, I'm thinking, you know what, slider? Stay, just stay back there. If you're going to go back there, stay back there. <laughs> well, don't you know come. what I would say? Why the hatred for the waistband? I yeah. find the waistband a, re- a necessary ramp yeah. onto my torso. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just on a, on a basic health and safety level, mm. it's sure there's a danger you'll zip a D some kind of doodah if you're not careful. Well, I like the idea of increasing the catchment area of things you can get caught in your zip. Yes. It used to be pretty uh, monothematic what you got caught in your zip. For you, maybe. But now I can get um, all sorts of uh, stuff round... uh, Also, Frank... Round the rear of the... Of the uh, the the building, yeah. The hatchback. Yeah. I find... um, 
It's a bit Christina Aguilera as well. It has got that feel. Yeah. Of course, the woman I saw modelling them is, you know, inevitably the sort of woman who would look good in any Iggy kind of... Yeah. Any, yeah. any, any gene. Yeah. 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 Who that was what she was them? called, I think. <laughs> like Lou Ferrigno would have used them. Surely Farina. Is it Farina? Is it? I don't know. Let's call the whole thing Hulk. <laughs> well, all we know about him is what did he always have intact, Frank? His waistband, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> and yet the way his trousers ripped, they had a raggedy bottom. Which <laughs> <laughs> was never clear how they got raggedy. It looked like the bottom part of his trousers had been in a, a small explosion <laughs> in, um, in Rent-A-Ghost. <laughs> and the waistband was intacto. Yeah, yeah. I think the lower trouser was done by the wardrobe person from Rent-A-Ghost. <laughs> uh, explosions expert in brackets. And that's how the, the Hulk ended up. God bless him, though. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. 398 has said gene splicing. Nice work. Oh, okay. Oh. Did I, someone say I, gene I said splicing? Gene splicing well, so d- well done. What, what does it mean? In reference to the genes, obviously. Oh, but gene see, splicing is that a molecular we've, we've biology just, we've thing? We've just read out praise. We've... I'm so sorry no, about well that. Well done. I'm, I don't know anything about science, so I didn't <laughs> get it. I don't even know gene splicing. Now you've said gene splicing. Oh, I do. You know do. what I mean? Even I do. I think I went to school with. <laughs> Gene splicing. There, there's yeah. been some debate about what they should call these genes. I don't know if gene splicing is necessarily a good brand name. No, for these I think genes, that's. I think that I, I like it. Gene splicing. Okay, that's it then, everyone. Okay. Yeah. Good night then. So <laughs> yeah. I'm because it's been they've been described as the apocalypse of genes. I yes. don't quite get that. Well, just the idea that we've we've had the distressed genes. You've even got perspex win perspex windows yeah. in the knee, now. and they look like your knees are in quarantine. Yes. 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 Well, they look like your knees are, have recreated. You know the bit at the end of ET where the uh, the oh, government scientists are yes. looking at ET. It's like mm-hmm. your knees are uh, wearing but hazard suits. I think the fashion commentator who said that. Yes, they have commentators. Uh, I think it's the suggestion that things have gone too far now. Let's call it off. I see, the gene I is think, ceasing to exist as I a garment. I think these are much less extreme than ripped genes, which Do we you? accept as the norm. Yeah. Well, you yeah, can't buy in jeans in taxo these days. They've just picked up the uh, the, the zip faster and never wrong with it. I, I, I like that. <laughs> I think because the whole thing now is happening underneath with the zip, they should be called submergenes. <laughs> Very nice. Oh. Mm. I worry, Or maybe Frank... the bottom line, <laughs> as that is what they follow. I think, I I think as they combine to make, to make a whole trail, they could be called a complete waste. Oh. Lovely. I don't. I don't know if you'd get that through a meeting. <laughs> no. Shall we call them a complete waste? It's no make yeah. like a banana. If you got which the, is what I yeah. call them. If you got the Fujis to sponsor them, you could call them my cleft Jean, like my cleft John. That's where I've gone on a lot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I, I admire your work there. I didn't think I could land that fish. I don't Do you, think I. I have. worry about the zip in the um in the waistband area. If you've had three dinners. For example, mm. if you're a little bit on the obelisk side, what you want is a, what you want is gonna... a, a lace. Yeah, lace. there you go. So you can you can wear it slightly ajar. Yeah, you exactly. got to be a bit careful. You wanted to get Rob Tofield to advertise these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't. can't even like the think, man, I can't like those. Think um... of Rob Tofield alone in his room listening to me <laughs> talking about his 
feel awful about it. Oh, Frank. Well, I'm just scared that we live in the age of the pervert and the prankster for these jeans. And that's, um, that's um, the danger is if you're in oh. public. Yes. That's the age we live in. Oh, I thought it was the dawning of the age of Aquarius. This is the dawning of the age of the pervert. Oh, please. <laughs> it's breakfast radio. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. At the moment, they only make them for women. Yeah. Which is, you know... <laughs> <laughs> it's all right for them. Um, if... They make a men's version, and it puts a stop to one of my pet hates, which is the urinal unbuckler. <laughs> then I'll be glad. With these For characters, reason, does the buckle just hang down? But, but what they How do, they come, and take, they come and undo their whole trouser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Say. There's no need for it. The whole idea of the fly hole is for all that. But they unbuckle it. Why? Do like, they? Oh, no, there's not going to be enough room here. <laughs> it really winds me up. I don't, I don't like want. The... I don't want to see swinging belt yeah. buckles. It's a bit Jacob me. Marley yeah. as well with the clanking chain. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I hate a button fly for that reason. The too, there's too much admin involved. Many years ago, I got a gift, uh, Steve, from the people on the radio show, and it was a bowling ball bag. And it yeah. had exactly the same zip, a zip that went right the way round oh, underneath well. the ball and, and came up <laughs> uh, just by the finger holes. Yeah. And um, how funny that if I'd have known then what I know now, <laughs> I could have made a small fortune. Is, 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 this, a, is this a hint? It's just been passed a note that says, shot up by the producer. <laughs> Okay, so um, thank you uh, so much for listening today. It's been, uh, as ever, a great pleasure. Um, What can I say? Bring on Vic Feather. (laughs) (laughs) The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.